Hi, I'm Carla. And I'm Kristen. We are the co-hosts of Perimenopause OMG. We're friends, moms, wives, and athletes. And we're going through some stuff. That stuff is called perimenopause. OMG, you guys, no one talks about it. Till now. We're here to talk about all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the funny. So sit back and relax. Hold on to your butts. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Carla. Oh my gosh. Today's episode is going to be so much fun, and I think we're going to learn a ton. I think so, too. So last episode, we talked with Dr. Kling, Mm -hmm. and we did physical symptoms of perimenopause, and we talked about some treatment options. Yes. Which is more of like your forte. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, And now the ball is in your court. So. Yes. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about mental health, which is such an important part of women in general, but also perimenopause. Um, So we have my friend Katie Bartolucci, who we've known each other for over a decade. Definitely, at least that long. Hi, Katie. Hey, Katie. Hi, Kristen and Carla. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, welcome. Um, So just a little background. Yes, Katie and I have known each other for over a decade. Um, It's funny because our sons actually met at the same daycare that Carla and my son met. Um, So our oldest, well, Katie's oldest, (laughs) and my middle child um our 13 year olds went to preschool together and um you know they they were friends in preschool and then katie's son changed daycares but then i just remember showing up at kindergarten (laughs) and looking at the little mailboxes at kindergarten orientation and seeing because our sons our last names are right next to each other alphabetically so I remember seeing her son's name right over my son's name. Oh, and I was fun. Like, Whoa, <laughs> they are going to be in kindergarten together. Wait, so they took a break? They, they were yeah. like, mm-hmm. they yeah. didn't, they weren't in preschool for a little bit. And no, then they exactly. reunited in kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Right. And then similarly, Kristen and I have two other children, one of which is already in elementary school and one is starting kindergarten in the fall. So... We've had a lot of those mailbox moments of saying, <laughs> "Yeah, right." <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know that kid. Yes, yes. And uh, so both of yours are going to be in kindergarten yeah, coming up. <gasps> yeah. And no more preschool page or you know, you know the payments. Right. The pay. Yeah. Right? Right? Not, not paychecks. No, not paychecks. <laughs> opposite. Paychecks. No, <laughs> the very opposite. Payments. Oh, that's yeah. something to celebrate. But it's it's, it's so sweet. It is very sweet. They're yeah. going to kindergarten. Yes, but our thirteen-year-olds are still good friends. They are. It's um, really sweet. They're in eighth grade now, yeah. going to high school. So it's it's been fun watching them. It has grow been. Up. It has been. It's been really special. Yeah. So I feel like boys don't always maintain the same friend groups for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm stereotyping. It's, yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. It is nice. Mm-hmm. And they have. They have a tight little group. So, um, so as I said, Katie's with us as a mental health specialist. 
So, you know, Katie, can you tell us what your background is, what your sure. credentials are, so, you know, our audience knows, you know, where you're coming from? Absolutely. So, um, I have my undergrad from University of Delaware. I studied, it was like a hybrid degree. It was community resources, public policy, and education, which kind of geared me towards a whole number of helping profession options. Um, after grad school, I, or sorry, after undergrad, I still wasn't sure where I wanted to be, so I ended up choosing a graduate program in social work, which would allow me, again, several different options. I was young. I didn't know what I wanted to do at yeah, that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who does? Mm-hmm. Um, my first year of grad school, I was placed in an internship on a med psych floor, and that was where I knew like mental health was it for me. I really enjoyed being able to support people at a pretty vulnerable time in their life, trying to get their mental health together and also usually having a lot of other stressors going on like Mm -hmm. employment issues and lack of support Um, so it was it was a good fit and so I've worked in the mental health field in um, hospital settings um, in emergency rooms and now in a private practice uh, for the past 13 or 14 years or so yeah it's been a while yeah Yeah. that's great Um, most recently I'm actually uh, going out on a pretty exciting venture to create my own private practice. It'll be opening in the next few weeks in Lambertville. Um, so if anybody oh, was very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. I didn't, I didn't know you. that oh, and Lambertville is a very I cool know. town too. That's yeah. awesome. I love Lambertville. I think like I've always known I want to spend some significant time here and <laughs> yeah. when I found office space there it just felt like a natural shift in the right direction oh, to be there Oh, that's incredible. Congratulations. Thanks. That's a big move. Thank you. Yeah, so if anybody exciting. listening is in need of a therapist, it's KCB Counseling, and I'm located at 278 North Union Street in Lambertville. And we'll <laughs> put that in our show notes, too, for Thanks. sure. Of course. Absolutely. Thanks, ladies. Absolutely. I appreciate your support. So yeah. so Katie, can I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sort of new to this idea of... Um, social work and health specialist and therapist can you kind of just tell me and our listeners like you know what is a social worker and how is that different from a therapist are they the same yeah absolutely so with the mental health field you can come from like a number of different educational backgrounds i think kristen has a different educational background Mm -hmm. than i do and we both work in mental health um Mm -hmm. so with social work um i have my license in clinical social work which means i'm qualified to do psychotherapy with people um what that looked like was uh accruing close to 2,000 hours of one-on-one contact with patients while being under supervision of somebody with that license. Okay. So basically, I had to practice therapy while having somebody to go over, you know, what that uh, looked like, get some input, get some guidance, also like refresh some of my education um, along the way. And then I had to take a really big exam that was, of course, scheduled during COVID <laughs> that got pushed off. Oh, that so, doesn't sound stressful. No, it was <laughs> yeah, like there was zero percent yeah. stress. Um, so that's what the social work route looks like if you're going to get into the mental health field of therapy. If you are um, a consumer of mental health, you might seek out an LCSW. Um, Which, what is, I'm so, sorry, it's what does okay. that stand for? Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Gotcha, yep. okay. Um, if you're looking for a therapist, you have multiple options. I think the benefit of an LCSW is we are 
like skills and resource driven. So when I have patients come, I'm looking to immediately help you connect to supports oh, um, great. that are going to help you from the very beginning. It's not just talk therapy, but how do we make some real like incremental change? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When I think of social workers, it's like community driven. Like yes. you're, you're looking to connect the whole family system, you got it. the whole, the individual, but also, you know, just to the community to provide them with resources from all angles. For sure. And to be able to like stand on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole goal of therapy from this perspective is how do we get you those supports so you don't need us anymore, mm-hmm. which is a little counterintuitive, but that's sure. what we do. <laughs> right, right. It's like you ring the bell once they've graduated from you, right? Yeah. Like, I will always be here to come back to you, but you've got this. Right. That's so cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. On today's episode, we do want to talk about mental health issues pertaining to perimenopause. And boy, boy, are there a lot of them. Yeah. So can can I, all right, so can I tell you guys what happened to me the other day? It was actually a, a few weeks ago. For sure. And I really need to know, this could be like a little therapy session <laughs> for, for Carla. All right. Um, but I need to know if you have anything similar or if our listeners or if I am just by myself on my own island. So every Friday I take the kids to school and I don't have class for a few hours. So I like to treat myself to an iced coffee and I go to Dunkin Donuts and I get myself that iced coffee and I go to my office and I do my thing. So the other day I went to Dunkin Donuts and I was in line and there was about like eight cars ahead of me. Because that's always the case right. <laughs> at Dunkin Donuts. Right. No matter where you go. <laughs> exactly. And no, I mean, normally I would be like, oh, the heck with this. I'm leaving. But I was like, you know what? You have time. Carla, just get the coffee. You want the coffee? Get the coffee. Stay the course. Correct. Stay the course. Stay the course. <laughs> so I'm in line and, you know, it's eight cars ahead of me and I go, you know what? I, I'm feeling really good today. This is inner monologue. I'm feeling really good today. Let me buy... Um, the car behind me, their order, their sure. coffee. Act of kindness. Act of yeah. kindness, pay it forward. Make it's, yourself feel good. It's Friday, <laughs> six cars, six, now I'm six cars behind. And I go, did, did I see on social media that I shouldn't buy someone their coffee? I should just tip the Dunkin' employee. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Dilemma. So, okay, dilemma. So, we have a dilemma. So I'm like, all right, well, no, no you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tip the employee and I'm going to buy... The, the coffee for the my coffee and the other person's mm-hmm. coffee. Okay. Right. So, so five minutes later, you're still like, I'm still, yeah, right, right. What's, what's going on? I'm, what am I exactly. going to do? So Generosity has increased. This is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like four cars. And then I go, oh, God, what? Now I'm not looking behind me because you do not make eye contact with someone you're going to do an act of kindness with because I just couldn't. I mean, my anxiety is through the roof. Okay. okay. Yeah. So... I go, oh my God, what if it's a van full of like teenagers and they all ordered breakfast? Carla, are you ready to drop 50 plus dollars on this act of kindness? Yeah. Y- yes. yes. You've committed. Yes, I've committed. <laughs> committed. I'm staying the course. You've committed. It's it's going to be great. Do Wait, whatever. So you're having anxiety about mm-hmm. doing an act, an act of kindness. kindness. Okay, yeah. Just, yeah. just checking there. I'm sweating. Just checking. I'm sweating. So finally, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up and I, I think, oh God, what if they think... Now, now in my head, I go, oh, what if they don't want the, me to pay for them? What if they think, oh, look at this privileged lady. Buy, what is she, showing off? Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I am, I am, now I don't know what to spiraling. do. I don't know. Spiraling. I'm spiraling. Yes. So I go, I, I, you know, and I was just like, commit to it. And I said, just here, I'm going to have my coffee. Here, how much is the person behind me? I'm paying for their order. $3. I was oh, like, okay. Not a van full okay. of teenagers. No, all right, fine. Not here, you know, it's $6. Here's a 10. I had cash. Keep the change. Everybody's good. All Everybody's good. Multiple acts of kindness. Okay. So then I pull out, and now I'm now I'm still also nervous because I do not want to see the car behind no. me because I do. I mean, you know. Did you put your like your I blinders did. on? Right. Your exactly. Blinders. Exactly. I do not, not want to see this. You're not looking. So I have to make a left out of the Dunkin' Donuts, cross two lanes of traffic to get into the. Yeah, I, you know where I'm I, talking I about, right? I know which Dunkin' Donuts okay. you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks God, I didn't know that. You're, you're being generous, but you're also breaking the law. The law. Right. This is a problem. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, okay, oh I have to make this turn before this car comes behind me. I do not want them to see. So I, the traffic gods, I guess, you know, shone down on me, and I made the left, and I'm waiting at the light to get on the highway. I'm drinking my coffee. I feel pretty good now. I feel okay. pretty good. I'm still a little sweaty, but I'm feeling good. Okay. And then all I hear is whoop, 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 whoop. And I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. It was a cop. It was a cop. But lights weren't on, so I was very confused. He pulled to the side of me, which I've never seen, and he motioned for me to oh. roll down my window. Uh-oh. And I was like, well, th- I mean, you here made we go. Illegal, you made an illegal left <laughs> turn. And you know what he said? What? Thank you. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> you got so, okay, so I just need to know, we won't use the word normal, because I don't know if that's normal. Typical? But is that typical that people go through that kind of inner monologue? I mean, am I alone on this island? I, you're, I don't think you're alone. Okay. There's definitely some anxiety going on there. Okay. I mean, this right? is not this is not surprising, Katie. Right. No. But Kristen, tell me, do you have any inner monologue like that? I can't think of a specific time right now, but I do know that my mind is always racing. Okay, great. My okay. mind is always racing. I'm always thinking about the next thing. I'm thinking about the what ifs. Um, yes. and you know, perpetually worried about the what ifs. Yes. So like, is this, I mean, I feel like the older I get, the more I have these what ifs, mm-hmm. these inner monologues, the doubt. Mm-hmm. So is it, I mean, is it a combination of social and these hormones, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Could it be social media influencing me? It clearly did on the Dunkin' Donuts day. Right. Um, right. But we're in like our 40s now and life is different, right? We have we have kids that mm-hmm. are depending on us. Mm-hmm. We have aging parents mm-hmm. now depending on us. Right, right. We're at the height of our careers. You know, like we're in a managerial role or a role with a lot of responsibilities. And, you know... <laughs> Retirement looks really good, but we're not there yet. <laughs> not close. Yet. No. Not there yet. No. So, so, Katie, how do we know if it's social or hormonal or what the 
heck is going on? So they actually call this stage of life where we are the window or a window of vulnerability because of mm. all of those things. There's I, I so definitely much. feel vulnerable. <laughs> I definitely feel vulnerable. Right. So all of what you just explained in that Dunkin' Donuts moment happens more frequently. And so we can check in with ourselves like, what is it going on? Is it reasonable that I feel anxious? Do I normally feel anxious here? Or is this new for me? Or does this feel um, like exaggerated in some way, which might lead us to believe maybe this is hormonal, right? Like right. maybe there is some basis to that, especially the self-doubt and the like overanalyzing our decision. We're confident. Like we know who we are at this stage in our life, mm-hmm. but that indicates otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. So that might have some basis in our hormones. Right. Yeah. I saw, I saw an aha <laughs> moment. Yeah. Cause my, you know, F's to give are dwindling. Exactly. So like, why should I be like worried yeah. about whomever is going yeah. to receive the coffee? No, no. You know who you are. Yeah. Right. But yes, I mean, I, I would think that prior to this stage in life, like you never had that inner monologue before no. and you never would have doubted doing a random act of kindness. No, no. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so that's so interesting. Definitely right. both social and hormonal. Yeah. And and other factors too. So check in with yourself. Like, what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Do a little self-talk. Like, what's, what is contributing to this anxiety here? Why am I feeling it? What would make me feel better right now? Like, ask yourself some questions. And always look behind you at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <you're gonna guess. laughs> Oh my God. And don't make an illegal left turn. Yeah, right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got That's it. like the real world advice part. Yeah, right. Yeah. The other is like emotional, you know, Jeez. hopefully. I can't hopefully. believe I've been breaking the law for so long with that left turn. Whatever. I mean, it, I could have done worse. Katie, can you tell us um, what's going on with our hormone levels? and how that can affect our mood? Sure, so our hormone levels are fluctuating quite a bit during perimenopause. Um, We experience this uh, at a different level when we're um, like uh, pre-menstrual and then when we are in like full-on menopause, but perimenopause, it's it's really noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so our estrogen levels are starting to come down, and those other hormones are kind of like all over the place. They're up, they're down, which can create these mood shifts. They can create these depressive episodes, mm-hmm. the tearfulness, the anger, um, irritability, changes in our libido, like so many so many different wonderful changes and without much notice. All right, so we've talked about, in general, um, you know, the hormonal changes, um, the fluctuations, and some anxiety stories or symptoms that might have come up along the way. Um, But, you know, Katie, what are the most common mental health concerns of women our age? Sure, so I think, like, when you think of menopause and you think of perimenopause, we joke a lot about like the irritability piece, mm-hmm. right? But um, the most common uh, mood fluctuation with perimenopause and menopause is actually depressive episodes. Um, most women who experience depressive episodes during pen- perimenopause have experienced depression at other points in their life. Like I said, um, if you've had postpartum depression, if you've had depression for other reasons, um, 
even if you have what's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder, where you do see that mood lability um, before your period, you're more likely to experience it during perimenopause. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, existential stress, like you talked about before, what we have going on in our lives right now is also a factor in whether or not we're going to experience these depressive episodes. So. Mm-hmm. People who have fewer uh, financial resources, people whose physical health may not be optimal, like if they have a, a higher BMI than is ideal, um, and uh, relationship stress, those can all put us at greater risk of experiencing depression at this point. So like anything else, it's compounded. Exactly. And it's a multitude of factors. Exactly. And, you know, maybe we can or can't tease out some of them, but there's just, you know, so many stressors at our age, and this is, you know, just kind of added to the list. Um, exactly. A very extensive list. <laughs> <laughs> so I had postpartum depression mm-hmm. with my second child, And I was um, diagnosed a few weeks after I had her. And I had moved from Philadelphia to the suburbs and it was just a different environment, right? Mm -hmm. And the episodes that I had were like, I mean, I was crying so much, like uncontrollable crying and like the inability to leave my house. So I feel like that's extreme. Can you, either one of you, talk to other symptoms of depression? Because in my mind, that's what I think of depression. And I, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I can catch it early and not get to that that point. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I so mean, like, it, what, what are some, what, what does that look like? In my perspective, you know, that is kind of the epitome of hormonal and social stressors Mm -hmm. you know you just had a baby two weeks you have a toddler you just moved you know they they all of the significant life events that they say you know are the most stressful are having a baby moving Mm -hmm. then of course the death of someone now you had two out of those three significant changes um so you know it makes sense that you would have postpartum depressant depression at that time but if but if depression comes back to me like am I looking for the the sign of me just crying and not being able to get Mm -hmm. out of bed Mm -hmm. or am I looking for other things like sure so I think depression presents differently in everybody so knowing what your signs are like knowing if I'm really tearful and I'm also isolating like I don't really feel like going out that indicates that I might have some depression going on. So self-awareness, huge. Okay, okay. If you are completely foreign to the idea of depression, some things to look for are lower self-esteem, tearfulness, isolating, irritability, um, suicidal thoughts, which obviously you want to communicate that to somebody. There are so many resources out there, um, but that's something you absolutely want to share with a loved one and and get help for. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's really important. I think it's important for our listeners too. Yeah. Maybe we can put some resources absolutely in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, unfortunately, that is a danger of depression, and so mm-hmm. I, I think being really aware of that during this time is is important. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have changes in your sleep cycle, in your appetite, 
like anything, any kind of fluctuation in any part of you that's that's not normal. Check normal, in with yourself. Right, you're you're normal. Yeah. Exactly, right, yeah, you're yeah, normal. Yeah. Yes. Another thing I think that is important to mention about depression too is that just like our hormones at our age, it's a roller coaster. So someone mm. might seem or appear okay, you know, at some times and some moments, um, and then you know, and then they're at the bottom of the roller coaster and they're not okay. Um, so I think that shift and that roller coaster is super important to try to notice within ourselves, but then also, you know, our loved ones and the people that we care about, because it's not always, you know, the person that is just staying inside at all times or crying at all times. It is, you right. know, it is a roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So That's even like just point. checking in with the people around you, if you know they're going through perimenopause or any real stressor mm -hmm. to see how they're doing because it can also it can be a roller coaster and it can also look like maybe what we wouldn't consider depression to look like like they're irritable and you're apathetic yeah. and okay they just you know they're having a bad day but mm -hmm. it, there could be something more under the surface so I think checking in is, mm -hmm. a, is a great idea That's agreed great. agreed yeah so if we you know do notice um, that ourselves or our loved ones are experiencing any type of, you know, whether it's perimenopausal depression or anxiety or any of those, you know, fluctuations in mood, you know, are there treatments that are available? Are there things that, you know, we can do to help ourselves and to help, you know, our loved ones? For sure. So cognitive behavioral therapy is a great place to start and that's most therapists, that's what they practice. Um, and what that looks at is coping skills to manage all these different changes in you um, and increasing your ability to manage the stress and changes in your mood and your physical body. So that might be a good place to start if mm -hmm. somebody is open to therapy. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like that self-recognition, like, hey, this is what's happening to me. I need to yes. notice it. And then I need some skills to build on that and to see what to do when I'm experiencing those feelings or emotions. That's exactly right. Um, in addition to that, you can also do supportive therapy, which basically validates the fluctuating mood um, and provides reassurance like this is okay, this is um, a spectrum, this is something like normalizing, this mm -hmm. is something that all women go through. That can be an important approach. I think that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was just going to, to normalize hey it and say, hey guys, we're all going through this yeah. and, you know, different degrees, but we're here and we get you and, you know, and we're going through this together. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to tag this as supportive therapy, I think that would be accurate. <laughs> Great. Excellent. There you go. Hashtag supportive, supportive therapy. therapy. Yeah. Um, Self-compassion also goes so far mm -hmm. like we're talking mm -hmm. about again the Dunkin Donuts moment like being able to check in with yourself what can make me feel better right now what mm -hmm. do I need right mm -hmm. um, not feeling guilt or shame or any of those other like difficult negative emotions right. um, about what we're going through it's I, okay if I get upset or anxious or irritable or mm -hmm. I have emotions that are not necessarily always comfortable for me sure mm -hmm. sure I really have to work on that like the the rudest, per, the person I'm rudest to is myself, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm just, mm -hmm. yeah. I, and I feel like a lot of people are like this. That self talk, right? Of right. Just, no, you, know, you have you to be treat better. yourself like a friend. Yeah, exactly. What yes. you would say to your friend, you have to say to yourself. Yeah, yeah, right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And we are, we do have this like knowledge and confidence in who we are at this age in our life, but 
a lot of these moments don't feel like who we know ourselves to be. So that can be even harder. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know myself to be somebody who cries when I'm trying to pick out, like, what to pack my kids for lunch, but (laughs) maybe I am right now, and that's okay, right? Like... That might be Tuesday Katie. Tuesday Katie, that's what Tuesday Katie looks like right now. But I guess what? I'm still capable and I'm still strong and that's just a little part of who I am. It's not the whole. Right, yeah, exactly. Like that's what that looks like. You're going to pack that lunch and send them off to school. Right, and wipe my tears (laughs) and it's going to be okay. Yeah, right. right? So that can be really important. Um, self-care is huge always, but mm-hmm. especially that connects to the self-compassion. Mm-hmm. So whatever that looks like, like for you. I know mm-hmm. for you ladies, part of your self-care is running, right? And, you too. <laughs> and for me too, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That really helps to regulate. Um, it can be journaling, it can be cooking, it can be drumming, it can be whatever is just for you and really like helps you recharge, um, especially when you're not feeling like your most capable and strong self. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something actually that I learned through running is that running is my time Mm -hmm. and um, I used to have guilt over taking my time Mm -hmm. but when I do take my time I notice I'm a better wife a better mother a better teacher just a better person so it Mm-hmm. It does pan out to take your own time. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out, but mm-hmm. once I figured it out, now look at me. Yeah. I'm running these <laughs> marathons and we have... You're unstoppable. Yeah, right? Reaching the goals. Yeah, yeah. I know. Same, the same thing for me. Um, you know, I, I never enjoyed running. Um, I was always a decent runner and I did sports that included running, soccer and field hockey. Um, but after I had my second child, I was like, I need some time for myself. How am I going to do this? All right. I'm going to say I'm going to go running for an hour and I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, whether I want to listen to music or whether I just want to think my thoughts or, you know, take care of what I need to take care of for myself, um, that was super helpful for me. And I feel like as women our age, like we do, we do understand that. We do say, mm-hmm. okay, here, like I need to focus on myself um, and here's what it is that helps me. Mm-hmm. But we don't always take time for that. Enough time for that. Right. You know, sometimes we're like, okay, yes, I know this is what I need to do, but I have to fit it into my schedule. And mm-hmm. there's 18 other things right. that I have there's to fit There's soccer, into there's schedule. baseball, yeah. there's mm-hmm. running around, making dinner. But if mm-hmm. you just schedule it in it really is it's Mm -hmm. so helpful Mm -hmm. yeah you have to prioritize it and Mm -hmm. you have to recognize its value right Mm -hmm. exactly it's a need it's not optional Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) exactly yeah i think that can really help so katie it's your time oh yes to share i've been waiting (laughs) (laughs) your omg female moment so it could be any moment any female moment that just is, I can't believe this happened, or I didn't expect this to happen, or I didn't know this was going to happen. So can you okay. tell us, Katie, what is your female <laughs> OMG moment? OMG. Um, <laughs> so mine is along the same vein as uh, Carla's that you shared, and it starts at the very beginning of all of this. Um, I remember in fourth grade, Uh, the girls were separated from the boys and we were each taken into different classrooms to watch a video. 
Now, to this day, I can't imagine what the boys' video was because <laughs> we sat in a room and we watched a video that um, taught us about getting your period. And it was very, like, concrete. There was no emotion to it. It was just like, this is what's going to happen every 28 to 30 days. And you want to be prepared and it can be embarrassing. Very robotic and probably... Spoken by a man. I was just going to say, Absolutely was it narrated by a man? It was narrated by a man. I'm pretty sure it, like, resembled those commercials where they have, like, a sanitary napkin and they're pouring liquid on it. <laughs> yes. And this is going to absorb. Except they don't tell you, like, that only works 75% of the time. <laughs> and the other 25% of the time, it's everywhere. You're right. So, um, so, so that, was, that was the beginning. But there was also, like, from that moment... There was this curiosity. Okay, I'm going to get my period. I don't know when this is going to happen. I remember uh, reading, Dear God, It's Me, Lee Margaret. Margaret. Yes. Right? And that has, like, an explanation of getting your period. So I was, like, curious. Like, okay, when is this going to happen? Um, but also, like, kind of dreading it happening. Right? So I think that started, like, the emotional piece of, like, waiting for your period and when is it going to come? And then, like, when you're sexually active, like, oh, my gosh, I hope that it comes. Except (laughs) when I want to have a baby, like, I don't want it to come, right? There's all these different emotions connected to your period. Um, It's true. And The expected versus the unexpected (laughs) versus what I actually want to be expected. (laughs) Exactly, versus, like, and also, now that it's here, I don't want it to be here because it doesn't always feel very good. So... Just all the emotions involved in it, like, that was the beginning point. And also, like, the lack of education about the emotional piece, that was the very <laughs> beginning of that, too. So mm-hmm. I really hope for our daughters. Do we all have daughters here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our daughters, that, that doesn't, you know, it's it, it's not mm-hmm. that same experience for them. And I think with podcasts like this, with us talking to our daughters, like, women can just have better comfort, better knowledge about what all of this looks like, and it doesn't have to be right. so OMG-like. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I, I I, mean, as you're saying this, and I'm thinking about it, my daughter <laughs> is going to go through puberty r- alongside me going through perimenopause, and Lord knows she doesn't want to hear that I say, I've been through that. Yeah. But maybe she'll appreciate that I am going through this mm-hmm. with her. Do you know you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I never wanted to hear that like, you know, when I broke up with my first boyfriend, it didn't matter that much because you'll have another boy like I don't you don't want to hear that. Yeah, you don't want to minimize right? it. Right? You right. don't want to minimize it. But if I can approach it with her mm-hmm. going through a change and me going through a change and that I mean yeah it's like my a son and, my son and husband better just move out of it <laughs> really what this is boiling down to it's true right it's true yeah okay make room yeah right. yeah 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 <laughs> well thank you thank you so much Katie you've really I mean opened my eyes to to so much I have I have so many um more questions you might have to do a, a part b episode with us i would love that yeah yeah and good luck good luck with your new practice mm-hmm. and i mean maybe i'll be giving you a call because the anxiety is real katie you're welcome to. yeah absolutely i'm here to support you all right, all yeah right. thank you so much for having me ladies i really appreciate it Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. 
You can listen to us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, like us. <laughs> you can contact us at perimenopauseomg at gmail.com. That's perimenopause, spelled like my last name, P-E-R-R-Y, menopause, the letters O-M-G at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page at perimenopauseomg. Period. The end. end.